welcome to the podcast where Mercury is always in retrograde. My name is Aaron. I am a host trapped in this podcast, and I am here with my perpetual guest, Liz Cohen. I am also trapped in this podcast, never to be able to leave. <laughs> um, and Mercury is out of retrograde. Mercury, well, we have finally slipped out of the vice grip of Mercury's cold, cold hands. It's the it's the end of retrograde. Um, it is the end of retrograde, and also when this episode goes up, it's also um, going to be a full moon tonight on March 9th. Yes, that's correct. Whoa. Full fucking moon. Um, so fun a- fact: a full moon in March is a worm moon. Wor- a worm? <laughs> a worm? What does that mean? So, you know, like, the, uh, whatever, like, all the different no, moons I don't know. that, like, uh, every month has a theme, so when a full moon falls into that month, it's that month's theme. So, for example, May, the flower moon. So when Vampire Weekend had come out with their um, album, Father of the Bride, there was that song, Flower Moon, and then when May had come around and the full moon was there, it was like a flower moon but also it was a blue moon which was super special so very strong energies um but in china the moon is uh full moon in march is known as the sleepy moon so happy sleepy moon slash warm moon y'all happy sleepy worm moon sleepy worm moon (laughs) that worm is fucking tired let him sleep (laughs) let that worm take a nap um (laughs) The space landing was faked because we would have seen the sleepy worm moon. Stop it. <laughs> okay, dead ass. Why was the flag moving if fucking wind on the moon? That's all I have to say. We gotta do a conspiracy theories episode. What? Um, we have to do a conspiracy theories episode. That's such a good idea. Um, but t- unfortunately today's not uh topic is not conspiracy theories it is um our last iteration of vibe check i'm sad to see it go but i love to see it leave yeah i mean i think this vibe check format is really fun and like it lets us talk about whatever we want but i think it also made me realize that i have no interests (laughs) (laughs) i'm actually a lot more boring than I let on. Yeah, I'm like, why do I find absolutely nothing interesting? <laughs> That's, I mean, I think it's just that it's too, they're, these episodes are recorded a little too close to each other, so. Three weeks in a row, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, but it was a nice break. Um, we do return to form next week. Oh, I think. Whatever. Um, but that's not important. So the vibe check is going to be, again, in the format of taboo rules, where we uh, will go through a topic, um, but through a thesaurus, so that we can do a little bit of verbal charades and get our the other person to guess what we're going to be talking about. And since Liz started last week, right? Yes. 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 Um, I'll be kicking off this week's vibe check, the last kickoff. Um, so my t- first topic uh, is dignity and preconception. Pride and prejudice. That's correct. Ding, 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 ding. Woo. Move your um, book. What? Move your book. My book? 
Is are you talking about the movie or the book? Oh, oh. So here, let me go into it. Um. Okay. So it started when I had seen a promo for the new movie Emma, um, and they they look really good, and that made me think of Emma Approved, which is a YouTube series. Um. So I don't know if you watched the YouTube series where they had remade a lot of the Jane Austen novels. No, I mean as I. The closest I've ever gotten was maybe watching an episode of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Yeah. Um, but that's as close as I got. So I I had watched all of Emma Approved um, when it had come out, and then I watched it again following seeing that Emma promo, mm-hmm. because I don't know how to like things in moderation. So I watched all, like, 90 episodes of that, Oh and my then, god, 90 episodes on YouTube? Well, they're all, like, less than five minutes, so it's not a big deal. But, um, is it I the, watched... Is it the same people who made, uh, Lizzie Bennet Diaries? Lizzie Diaries? Bennett Diaries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or that made me want to watch Lizzie Bennet Diaries, so then I watched Lizzie Bennet Diaries, and I remembered so much about what I loved about that, which was, like, that was my first time, like... I mean, that was a venture that was done by the Vlogbrothers, who at the time I was really into. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had watched the first episode and went, I love this, and I hate that I didn't read the book. So then I read the book before watching mm-hmm. another episode. And this was, I mean, back in middle school or high school or whenever that had come out. And I had watched, uh, and so I read the book, and then I watched all of Lizzie Bennet Diaries, loved it, absolutely, like, loved the way that they reimagined a lot of the characters um and i also loved the book it was so fucking good and i absolutely cannot get enough of it and then i rewatched the 2005 pride and prejudice movie starring keira knightley um that fucking made me cry my eyes out um and then i saw a cinematic masterpiece dead ass i will i will play that movie at my funeral I am obsessed with that movie. Uh, I have literally no words for it. It, it. it drives me up a fucking wall how much this movie has affected me, how much it has impacted me. Like, I can't even begin to describe how much that movie did. Like, that was a, that's a cultural reset. That's a cultural fucking reset if I've ever heard of the term and saw the word like that is literally what I would immediately think of it's just so iconic and also uh the film soundtrack listening to it on my commute has been it cleansed me actually insane actually insane uh your hands are cold stop (laughs) your hands are cold (laughs) kills me it fucking kills me uh letter to henry purcell the world Liz on top of the world. Mm. Uh, absolutely insane. I go feral for that song. It 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 had no right. Honestly, like Kira Knightley had no right to look like that. Whoever played Darcy had no right. Fucking not, not James McAvoy. <laughs> no, because that's that Kira Knightley and James McAvoy is atonement. Right, right, right. Which right. was also I'm mixing up my period pieces. <laughs> Atonement was also a banger, but yeah, um, I mean, I, and then I reread the book this week, um, having gone through. You reread, you reread Pride and Prejudice? 
Yes, I reread the entirety of Pride and Prejudice. I did not sleep on, I think it was Wednesday night or Thursday night. I literally oh. just did not sleep. I stayed up all night watching the Pride and Prejudice movie, and then I stayed up rereading the entirety of Pride and Prejudice <laughs> as a result. Oh my god. I can normally fixate onto things and enjoy them in moderation. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> it, uh <laughs> So I'm on my second reread of the book right now because I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me like I just I, it wait you read it last week and now you're rereading it again yeah you should have told me I would have read it well, I'm you. in the middle of the reread so you can you can join me I'm only on chapter ten oh amazing I'll just jump right in yeah 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 you'll catch up to me I've in no time I've never read it what I've never read it before okay yeah. Liz like. When I tell you that this book has, like, is so formative to who I am as a person, it is so fucking formative for me, personally. But also, right. like, I think for a lot of people, like, this is definitely a story that resonates with a lot of people. There's a reason why it's been remade into, like, so many different iterations. Um, mm -hmm. They all, like, all the iterations do something different with like this whole piece i think what's interesting about pride and prejudice is that it's told in a third person omniscient um <laughs> do you see the glaze look in my eyes what does that mean you read <laughs> so many books <laughs> it means that you know what is happening like you know every single character's motives you know how every character is feeling at one time so one thing happens and you immediately know like Caroline is jealous of this, and Mr. Darcy feels this, and uh, Elizabeth Bennet feels this, and her sister feels this, and like you know everyone's kind of situation, but in that way you kind of get to like have you're you're in the know of like what's happening, so like you can see Darcy falling in love with Elizabeth, you can see her growing um more and more distrustful of him but she's letting this like opinion of him kind of form um to whatever she kind of wants but it, it, it it's such a good story i love jane austen's work but especially the story so much and yeah that's 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 my first that's my first thing yeah the 2005 movie holds like a very special place in my heart um, I grew mm -hmm. up with it. Like my mom and I watch it at least four times a year. Aww. Like I literally have lines memorized. I had the soundtrack on like my second iPod ever. Like <laughs> we really with it. yeah. That's so it's so like kind sweet. of shocking me that I haven't read the book mm -hmm. yet. But you would like it. It's really it's a really good book. Like it it actually does hold up to um the standards of um like the movie versus the book and versus like kind of your expectations of what it's gonna be because like right. you know, having grown up like it's not like this is a book that came out when we were growing up. This is a book that's been out. Um, and so, like, we definitely have some preconceived notions about, like, the way that it would be, but it, right. it's really good. It's, like, it holds its own, and I'm very, I love it so much. It, it is so wonderful, and, yeah, everyone should read it, slash, watch it, slash, also support the Lizzie Bennett Diaries. Although, um, speaking of, you did watch that YouTube series 
that was in the same way where like someone was vlogging and then that was supposed to yeah, be telling I a story. Was, I was just going to talk about that. Um, yeah, I feel like because I remember I had a friend in high school who was really into the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being told around, I think like 2010, 2011, like right when I really started getting into Tumblr that I should watch the Lizzie Bennet Diaries and I watched like maybe one or two episodes was like, okay, this is like an interesting format and like not something that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. And I just like could not get into it at that point. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then past couple of years, I watched this web series called Carmilla, which is a similar take on the whole like, webcam vlogging video type thing turned into a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so the series is actually based on a classic novel called Carmilla um, by this French author. And the novel's about this um, young, naive girl who lives in this mansion with her father and this vampire girl like fakes a, uh, illness or something to like end up staying with her and then like feeds on the young lady of the house and like kills a couple people and in the web series yeah in the web series there's this girl who's attending this supernatural university um and her roommate is this vampire named carmilla and Mm. um it's told through like her Laura's, um, the main character's, like, online web journalism class, where she, like, will record, like, daily vlogs on her webcam, and it's kind of this, like, stationary camera, um, and, like, a very similar scene and a way of storytelling where they'll, like, come back to the dorm room and be like, oh my god, you'll never believe what happened to me on the quad just now. Mm-hmm. And then we'll like talk, like progress the plot that way. Yeah. Um, and the first season is really poorly done. Like it's just like bad, but it's like so bad that it's good. <laughs> um, and like it gets better. And they did make a movie, which you and I saw. We did. And I am, I am trash for the show, and I am trash for the characters, and. The human girl and the vampire end up falling in love, so it's gay. And, love that. Um, yeah. So i I have a very I have a very soft spot spot in my heart for like shows with that kind of like YouTube series with that kind of format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just gonna say that like that um, era was so specific about like. Because that was when vlogging culture was a certain type of way. And that kind of story can't really get told in this kind of modern um, vlogging culture. Like, it really just doesn't exist in that way. And at the time, it was pretty realistic to, like, have a still camera that doesn't really move around. Because 
like who's who's paying for more than one camera because they're expensive and like vlogging was very like still and you said whatever and then it was done and it was pretty low production so they were able to tell these stories and not have to put as much production value as if it were done today like they would have to have more than one camera they would have to change do a lot more editing and splicing of the clips um and just a lot more like um i guess back work um right. to just I mean, create like... something that would be equal to what the cultural impact would be today as right. opposed to when it was first starting right like there's no way you'd be able to have just like a stationary camera and like have no these way spurts of dialogue to like catch the viewer up on like what's going on like it would just literally not fly yeah it'd be super unrealistic they'd be like what what year is this fucking 2006 not interested <laughs> literally thanks click off now fly. bitch Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, those the I really respect those those series for doing what they did. I will say though that like at times, it's really like, well, how much is this camera really catching? Like, uh, it's it always on at the right time, hmm, isn't it? Right. It's like there's no way that your webcam is recording for 24 hours straight. <laughs> like that is literally just not correct. And then like the characters are like keeping all these bits in there that are like super personal and just going like, yeah, I'm just going to post this on the internet. And like, maybe that is kind of realistic, but also like, <laughs> like, please have some self-respect. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to see anyone kiss. I understand, but like also no thanks. Right. Like if it's yourself, Oh my God. Oh my God. Literally. Like, I'm just gratified that it happened, but I'm also just like, edit this shit out. <laughs> No fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was really cute, though. I, I remember thinking that it was, like... I'm I'm surprised that a project like that had gotten traction so long after um, it had, like, peaked, I guess. Like, because yeah. that, the story was done. Like, they had told the whole story, gone through most of the arc, and then afterwards it would be, like, this is a story that goes beyond the original that it existed on, right? Right. I mean, like, they had this first season, which was really low-budget and, like, kind of corny. Um, And it got enough traction and attention and hype that garnered two seasons after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it ended, and I think people were just, like, absolutely feral and obsessed about it because it's, like... When have you ever seen, like, two queer ladies, uh, like, kissing on screen casually, like, in love and also have, like, a lot of plot and also, like, people of color and a non-binary character and, like, an interesting plot line and, like, okay dialogue and, like, decent acting? Like, it's, like, okay acting, but... (laughs) But still, like, that representation was so desperately needed, and people were so willing and hungry for that kind of content. So I can see how a series like that, like, persisted even to this day. Yeah, right. And, like, I don't know, I'm not sure when the first season of Carmilla came out, but, like, 
I think because it had that content and that representation that it was able to like exist in the way that it existed as this like stationary webcam show. Right. And also like get enough traction to be made into a movie and like kind of bump, you know, this little, this teeny tiny show into something really big you know yeah 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 yeah. it's wild i think i think it's six years old the season the first season of carmela so what is that 2014 yeah that makes sense that that's super wild but also like uh, six years of youtube has like the culture has definitely grown in those six years oh absolutely that's fucking wild. So yeah, that's my uh, that's that's my first topic. What's your fu- first topic, Liz? What's your what's your first vibe check? My first vibe check, the taboo is <clears throat> adolescent recountal. My so my taboos are really bad. So <laughs> hang, hang hang with me. <laughs> Stick with me here. <laughs> You're on thin fucking ice. <laughs> this one was terrible. <laughs> okay, wait. Um, adolescent what? Recountal. Um, nostalgia. Are you mm-hmm. uh remembering your childhood? No. Are you? Is this like a time hop situation? No, it's not. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I'm reliving my childhood in a way. I'm going to need you to really lean into the verbal charades part of this (laughs) taboo exercise with me. Your silence is deafening. Okay, so let's break it down by the word. So the first word is the opposite of old. Young. Okay, second word is the opposite of child. Young adult. Oh, are you reading YA uh, fiction? Yes, ma'am. Oh, my God. So I, I'm reading this one author's... My plan is to read this one author's entire backlist. Jesus. Because I have all of her books because she was my favorite young adult author when I was growing up. Who? Um, this woman's name is Deb Coletti. Okay. And she, Do I know? Would any of us know... I don't think so because she's like not super big. Okay. Um, but she has a lot of books. She has a ton of books, actually. Um, I'm like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Do you <laughs> own all of her books? Yeah, I do. I'm counting them <laughs> on my shelves as we speak. Um, but she's really good at writing these like complicated tor like troubled growing into themselves kind of, like complicated relationships with like a significant other or friends or parents so um, this is like teen coming of age stuff it's okay essentially all teen coming coming of age stuff i think okay. she has one or two adult books but i haven't read them yet but um yeah, growing up, I would devour her 
writing in like a day. Like I would like read a book <laughs> a day. I was obsessed. Oh my God, Liz. I, yeah. And like her, her writing was like so easy to read and like so easy to get through. And the first one I read was this book called the nature of Jade, which is about this girl who has like a really bad anxiety disorder and like doesn't want to leave her house and like can't function whatsoever because she's so anxious and ends up like watching this um elephant webcam from the local zoo to like calm herself down and she sees this guy on there with a kid and he goes there every day with this kid and so she sees them every day and kind of becomes like fascinated and like fixated on this guy to the point where she like gets up the courage to like leave the house and go to the zoo to like meet them mm-hmm. and like they end up falling in love and like he helps her and she helps him and it's just like stories like that that's that wild i'm literally absolutely obsessed with so <laughs> i'm reading the one that i'm reading now is called the queen of everything mm-hmm. and it's about this girl who lives on this um i think pacific northwest island i don't know but she Lives with her dad after moving out of her mother's house because her mother's this, like, hippy-dippy, like, married a younger man, had a baby at the age of 40, like, really strict with her daughter and, like, owns a hotel kind of person. And, like, this girl's like, I just want a regular. What? I said, ew, a capitalist. (laughs) And this girl's like, well, I literally just want to live, like, a normal teenage life. And so, like, goes to live with her dad. But, like, her dad is having an affair with one of her neighbors who, like, is married. So she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you do this? And then I think someone ends up getting murdered. But I don't, I don't think <laughs> this one. So I'm, like, experiencing this for the first time. <laughs> Holy shit. Is this her adult book or is this the one that teenagers are reading? This is young adult. This is a young adult book. <laughs> I have uh, no words. What the fuck? <laughs> she's good. She's a really good author. She's, I don't know. I mean, that's just wild, like a, but, like, in a way that, like, is not, it doesn't sound like it's a bad book, you know? Like, it doesn't sound like it's a trash novel where, like, all kinds of shit happens, and, like, you're, like... Right, like, it's interesting and okay. And, like, I've I've been in a reading slump uh, for the past, like, month and a half. Like, I literally don't want to read anything. Mm-hmm. And I was desperately trying to claw my way out of the slump to be like, please, like, you just have to read something. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'll feel bad if I read. Okay, so here's the quandary that I'm experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I feel Tell guilty me. for not monetizing all my time. So if I, like, spend time reading, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not doing something productive. Okay, yeah. But if I'm not reading, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I understand that. Anyway, thanks for being my therapist. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, so I started this book as a way to, like, get myself back into reading and, like, feel okay about reading again and, like, have something quick and easy to digest and, like, something fun to read. Plus, I like doing, like, little reading challenges, so I feel like challenging myself to read this entire author's backlist might be kind of fun. It'll be fun, and that's good. I mean, it's good that you recognize that. And, like, I think 
there's something to be said about like rereading books and also just like reading books that'll make you happy like and consuming content that'll make you happy like it there's nothing wrong with it like why right. bore yourself I don't exactly know. like why am i punishing myself for something that makes me happy <laughs> those all sound like interesting stories also like you it, none of it has sounded like oh i can tell what's gonna happen like no all of these are wild what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I it keeps me keeps me interested. Yeah, I love that. Oh my god, that's incredible. Also, I think there's um, I I would like to say some words on the naming of characters in um novels, particularly romance novels. Ooh, spill the um, tea. Th- it, these authors have are fucking bad at naming. These authors go to babynames.com and they go, give me the most hippie shit that I can ever get. And then you're like, Roseanne Quartz. <laughs> Dead ass. You're like, okay. yeah, that's the protagonist. So I've experienced one really bad name in this book. Um, and that name is Kale Kramer. <laughs> like, as in the vegetable. Yes, the leafy green kale, <laughs> Kramer. Um, as in, but... as in sign like vegetable Seinfeld. Dead ass, yes. <laughs> is it even um, like spell different, or is it dead ass just those things? K A L E space K R A M E R kale that is, Kramer. That is not that is unadulterated vegetable Seinfeld content right it's there. It's just like. It's so funny to me, and then this name kind of, like, threw me back to the time I read a book called It Ends With Us, written by Colleen Hoover. Oh, my God, the infamous. Colleen Hoover makes me so mad, and I won't get into it, but she fucking writes garbage books. She writes the worst books I have ever read in my entire life, and there there was a couple weeks before the holidays, or maybe it was during the holidays, where I was like, I'm going to read a lot of Colleen Hoover's backlist because maybe there's one good one. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have, I haven't found it. <laughs> every, every fucking book I read was garbage. There's no one more polarizing in the space of like book two, but also just like, uh, young adult literature as Colleen Hoover. Like I, everyone I, somehow has- so fucking successful. And yet, Somehow, the most garbage fucking books. It doesn't make sense to me because every person I've watched on BookTube hates Colleen Hoover. Every person I've watched on BookTube is like, Colleen Hoover is absolute garbage. Except yeah. for, like, one BookTuber that I'm like, okay, maybe Colleen Hoover is good. Mm-hmm. Which, like, enrages me. But what enrages <laughs> me more is that everything she writes is so pro- problematic and, like, really kind of clickbaity and, like just like really bad and like she i i say the same things about john green and hank green and i know that like people are gonna come for my fucking neck when i say this but (laughs) when john green writes a book he literally takes out like a a spinner like a a wheel of fortune and with every kind of mental illness or like psychological disorder on it and goes what am i writing about this time ladies and like oh social anxiety and depression 
and agoraphobia like great this is what i'm writing about and like it drives (laughs) me insane it literally drives me insane and i feel like colleen hoover does exactly the same thing where Mm -hmm. she'll be like what kind of broken home are we writing about today (sighs) ladies (laughs) i think it really very good (laughs) i was gonna say i think it points out the problems with the book publishing industry where like there are these possibilities where like bad writing doesn't like gets pushed through anyway because in this whole process of like checks and balances what they don't account for is like sales and marketing is a big part of of the reason why a book gets published and also like a big following is a big contributor to that so someone like hank and john green they already have this like gigantic cult-like following so anything that they put out is going to get published and with colin hoover like her books are able to be marketed so well and so easily like you can literally write these synopses that are going to sell books like hotcakes even if they're hot shit and it it's like it gets published anyway because they can sell well and that's it that's literally the only value that it brings she also has like a feral following, yeah. Um, which must be made up of like middle-aged women or something like that, because like I, there's no way that like young people are reading these books and going, "Oh, this is good literature," yeah. because it's not. It's literally garbage. And like, what confuses me the most is that all these books are rated almost five stars on Goodreads. Every single one of her books are almost five stars on Goodreads, and I'm like, who the fuck is giving these books five stars? Doesn't every book get, like, five-star ratings, though, on Goodreads? No! Oh, okay, I don't know. I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, I just don't use the platform, so, except to find quotes. No, Goodreads, (laughs) honestly, is the place where I go to, like, check whether or not I should purchase a book, if it's, like, good or bad. Um, Which, like, maybe I should stop doing that, because, honest to God, look at Colleen Hoover's page is, like, literally riddled with five stars when none of these books deserve five stars. I mean, yeah, that's true. When I, so I read five of my lowest rated books I had on my to-be-read shelf, and I based the ratings off of the ratings on Goodreads, and all these books I read were, like, bad. (laughs) Well, okay, well, like... Three out of five of them were really bad, and like two of them I kind of liked, but like I don't know. I I think it's kind of accurate, except for Colleen Hoover's page. <laughs> I do notice, and I heard of this problem on Goodreads. Apparently, I haven't seen it myself. Um, where uh, apparently, peop- uh, writers of color will have a harder time having a higher rating on B- Goodreads. Um, you know, people I are it. tend to be less kind to. Uh, writers of color but again i haven't witnessed this phenomena so i i really can't seek to it more than that i mean i probably believe it and i have not also experienced that but it's interesting yeah i mean there's a lot of there are a lot of books out there also like there's so many books how are you supposed to read all of them it stresses me out because i'm like how am i gonna read all these books in my lifetime i'm not <laughs> i hate that i hate that me too um, <laughs> so anyway that's my first taboo thing that I'm proud about. I love that. Thank I'm you. so proud of you for getting yourself out of that reading slump. I'm going That's fucking throwing tough. myself throwing my back myself back to the eighth grade and really <laughs> buckling down with some of these uh I love that you were like kind of ashamed of the fact that you had a one point five month uh book slump when I have been in like a two year book slump, so <laughs> 
just reading the same six books for the past, like, since 2016. It's fine. <laughs> I it's haven't fine. read a book in 1.5 months. Huh. Stop. <laughs> Nerd. Look at you. Me. Flexing on me with your literacy. Look at me, a nerd. <laughs> Alright, what's your second one? Um, my second one is, uh, it's one word, spasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, cramp? N- no, it's like an involuntary muscle contraction, but one word. Wink? involuntary when you like when you get zapped and then your whole arm contracts that's a a sneeze no this is a platform where people oh uh go onto it and then it's live and they uh have their own set of emojis i'm trying not to give it away twitch yes it's twitch I thought you were going to talk about TikTok, and I was like, dude, no way, me too. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, um, although that is a close second, but no, the, the platform that I'm going to be talking about today is Twitch, which I know you're also, you also watch people on Twitch. Yeah. Um, but I really like the platform, and I'm, what I'm going to actually be speaking about is uh, a specific Twitch streamer, but I didn't want to bring, like, I didn't want to use their name because, like, a name is not fucking fair <laughs> in a taboo game. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this Twitch streamer that I watch, his name is Ra- Wayne Radio TV. Have you heard of him? No, please explain. Um, so Wayne Radio TV, he... Um, I mean, he just does a lot of VR stuff mostly, but it's not just (laughs) VR. Um, He plays a lot of game. A lot of his highlights are on YouTube, so I highly recommend that. Um, But he had a stream a couple weeks ago that I did watch, um, and I caught some of it. Um, And he has this virtual son, two years old, named Joshua, and he's a little robot boy. And he, his voice comes over the intercom of the game. And so they were playing AI Dungeon with this, like, two-year-old boy. <laughs> two-year-old AI robot boy. And it is the funniest fucking stream I have ever witnessed in my entire life. This man becomes broken. First of all, this guy, he his day job is, like, a pet. Like, he takes care of dogs or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think he's a dog groomer or dog walker of some kind. Okay. Whatever. Um, everyone makes jokes that he abuses the dogs, but he's really nice. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> they bully him. Um, and then his, him and his friends will like just jump on and like goof around, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but this stream where he and his son Joshua are trying to um, <laughs> like create this story through AI Dungeon 2 is so good. I highly, highly recommend it. His son is just like jumping in going like cowboys and then he uh they end up on neopets and he's like which neopet do you want and he goes i want the fat fuck <laughs> <laughs> and he's like daddy can you show me pictures of eels <laughs> i'm confused so like does this little boy actually exist <laughs> no 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 i am pretty sure it's like a Is combination like a of Huh? Is it like a plug-in on his computer? 
it's some kind of setup where um, he has, like, some of it is automated, I, I'm pretty sure, but a lot of it is, like, input from his friends, so they're all just trying to fuck with him. Okay. Um, and that's, like, I mean, like, that's a, the, the common theme in a lot of the bits that they do. Um, but the, the way that they do bits, the way that they, like, tell these jokes, it's very reminiscent. It reminds me a lot of, like, the way that we talk, which I really enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And it is so funny. Just, like, the shit that this kid will say. And it's, like, it, uh, the the stream is actually, um, he had started with Splitter Steel VR, which is, like, uh, I don't, I actually don't know if that one's VR. But he, that one's, um, like, a game where you have to split or steal a certain amount of money and then you progress through and you play with people online. Um, but then they like, it quickly spirals into this fucking nightmare and it's just so much fun. And I highly recommend his channel, but especially, especially that fucking stream because Oh my God, there were tears streaming down my face uh, on several occasions. Like it's, it was just so fucking funny. (laughs) What's that guy's name? D Wayne TV. Uh, no, no, no. It's Wayne. Radio TV. W A Y N E. Imagine Radio I wasn't TV. stupid. <laughs> you are not stupid. They put a lot of work into some of these bits that like make no sense. Um, I'm part of the Discord uh, channel and it's a lot of fun. Um, just like it's so good, so good. And he also recently um, decided to go full time on Twitch at least for the summer see how that goes so i'm very excited for some new content that's great i love twitch and i love watching people stream but i think it would be literally so fun to stream i just like i don't know how to do it oh okay shit i didn't know that was something that you were like thinking about though because like i feel like there's a lot of pressure there is a lot of pressure because it's like not only are you playing this game but you also like have to be like entertaining these people people that are watching yeah yeah exactly and you have to like talk and like be personable yeah um Uh, i was talking to my friend emily and she actually was like i think you and aaron would be so funny if you guys streamed like animal crossing (laughs) minecraft or stardew valley oh my god yes (laughs) she was like it would be like the podcast but like with video games and i'm like "Hmm, okay why is that a good idea (laughs) wait why is that actually so fucking fun i love that right like i just don't know how to do it when you gotta get a capture card and like i don't oh i know how to do it oh oh she knows how to do it well because there are like a lot of different programs and like at some at one point i did try and uh stream some content at one point but we don't have to get into that right now. Oh, um, <laughs> I may have run a couple of streams in my lifetime, but that's 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 something else. Anyway, what's your taboo topic, Liz? What's your next taboo topic? <laughs> okay, well, thanks for sharing um, Wayne Radio TV, Aaron. That's something that I will definitely be checking out. Thank you, everyone. Please check out this person. They're a great creator. Um, their bits are so fucking funny. I literally cannot, uh, express to you how fucking funny they are. Um, yeah. And maybe their YouTube we'll has all their highlights, so it's a lot easier to, like, digest that. Stuff. Okay, so maybe I'll start there and then go to the full stream if I feel... Yeah, I'll send you the link to the, um, to the stream, and specifically the part where Joshua jumps in, because that's the best shit. 
Oh my god, I can't wait. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway, for real though, what is your second taboo topic? My second taboo topic is bear with me. <clears throat> First vowel C opposite of less. Okay, wait. First vowel C Animal Crossing No. Well, you have the right idea. Opposite of less. AC Moore! Yeah, boy! Oh, so, shit! So, yeah. Um, sad news. My local AC Moore is going out of business. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Liz. It's I'm like, sorry for your loss. <laughs> okay. It's like in... Ugh, you know, it was like bound to happen because it was in this like shopping center with... Uh, Toys R Us, okay, so the big, the big hitting in its prime, the shopping center was like a Toys R Us and AC Moore. There was mm-hmm. a Pathmark, which was like a grocery store, um, a Payless Shoes, and like a, it, it's essentially it was like a small mall. Full of like, soon to be dead, decaying establishments. Yeah. Yes. So it's, uh, it is now essentially a dead mall, which I think I find dead malls super interesting. Like just like the whole concept of like what used to be is now gone. Yeah. And like, uh, there's some dude that I used to watch on YouTube who would do like this dead mall series. And he would like go to malls that were like, used to be super populated in an hour, like completely empty and desolate. Um, he's funny. Yeah. 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 He is super funny. But yeah, so our AC, so first the Toys R Us closed. Right. No, first, okay, so first the Pathmark closed. Mm-hmm. And that was like the big, big thing in the mall. So then all the little or small store, all the little, littler stores started to close. And then the Payless closed. And then once the Payless closed, Toys R Us closed. Yeah. Which was a sad day. And then AC Moore was like, we are also closing, which is a big bummer to me because I would go to AC Moore for fabric specifically for embroideries that I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty much primarily it because, like, you can get fat quarters for, like, super cheap there. Oh, and, like, okay. everything else is, like, kind of very expensive. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I like having my, like, designated, like, craft stores where I get specific things yeah because then you know when shit it like you know what's gonna be there and you know when they're gonna restock and you know like what's gonna be like what to expect right so now i have to convert myself to a full-on michael's hoe which is fine i guess but because this ac moore is going out of sale or going out of um business they have everything on like super liquidation sale which is like very exciting to me and we're finally getting to the point where like everything is like now 50 percent or more on sale mm-hmm. except for yarn which is like a bummer but really oh yeah yarn is still only 40 percent, and i think that's because they know that people want the yarn the most yeah literally so they're like holding back um mm-hmm. but all of their like art supplies are 50 percent off um, all their seasonal stuff is super marked down. 
Um, they brought in a lot of, like, shit from, like, the Liquidator, like, a bunch of, like, as-seen-on-TV kind of products, which is, like, kind of a bummer, but whatever. Yeah. But what I am excited about and what I have been absolutely feral about is all of their embroidery stuff, like embroidery hoops and embroidery floss, are all 50% off. Ooh. So hoops that were originally $2 an hour, a dollar, and all of the embroidery floss is, is $0.28 cents <laughs> instead of nuts. $0.56. Cents. Okay, so, but still, like, that's that, it adds up. Because, like, it I, really does. I have balled out at a Michaels, at a Blink, Blink, Jesus, um... <laughs> not at the gym but at um a uh, blick uh at ac more like i've literally like thought i got a decent amount of stuff and then it comes out to like fucking 60 dollars and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with me like i'm standing yeah, at checkout art- going like i literally bought 60 dollars worth of art supplies yeah art supplies are stupid expensive so as and like embroidery stuff can also get really expensive when you're paying like a dollar fifty for like smaller hoops and like two dollars for bigger hoops, mm-hmm. and so like having these hoops for a dollar were like really exciting for me. Yeah. And also all these threads, I was like, this is amazing. So um, because I don't know how to like buy um, supplies in moderation, I've literally just been stocking up. Like I'm never gonna see another <laughs> embroidery hoop ever again in my entire life. Never and, for these prices, uh, baby. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, these prices are fucking amazing. I walk in, I grab handfuls of embroidery floss, literally armfuls of embroidery hoops. I'm like, let's fucking go. I'm ready to embroider. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that, yeah, though. So I've been, yeah, I've just been feral. I've just been, like, truly on that AC more bullshit buying uh <laughs> And it's just, uh, but it's just that AC Moore, right? Like, it's not all the AC Moores are going out of business. I heard that it is all the AC Moores, but, like, I am not 100% sure. What? I, what? I asked my mom I, today, I, we were at AC Moore, and I was like, is this the only AC Moore closing, or is she, are there others closing? And she was like, mm, I think it's just this one. Okay. Or no, she was like, I think it's all of them. You... I, Liz, this isn't a fucking joke. Do you understand how much is on the line here? Yeah, I know. I love AC Moore. It literally was a... Uh, it was heartbreaking to me. CNN is saying AC Moore is closing all of its stores. <laughs> the company is 34 years old. Okay, and Hobby Lobby gets to fucking take all of its business and use it as a front to steal art from the Middle East during the war and somehow stay in business but AC more and honest like in the god I yo I bought okay so I bought three doorknobs from Hobby Lobby and I will never go back there again <laughs> Don't Is it because of that scandal me. or is it because of your own experience No I mean my experience there was quite pleasant but it is because of that scandal and also because I walked in and they were shoving Catholicism down my throat Ah, uh, uh, hate those. I was like, nah, no. 
No, nothing turns me off so much as the whole, like, missionary kind of wild-ass shit that happens. Like, there's Jehovah Witness, uh, witnesses around my fucking neighborhood, and, like, the amount of pamphlets that I'll get, and I have to just shove into my purse and go, not interested, but thank you. Oh my god. I, I literally cannot imagine. No, it's, it's terrible. So, um, one of them followed me home. My business- What? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, one was, like, following me. Like, literally, I tried to cross the street. Like, I literally jaywalked down the street to try and, like, chase this woman off, and she literally would not leave me alone. Uh, so... Oh my god, call the police. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious, that's fucked I mean, I should have, I should have, but I did not, because I'm stupid, but whatever. Should have taken a video of her and been like, get the fuck away from me. I really should have, but instead, my rational mind was like... Buy a baton. Buy a baton off of Amazon and (laughs) beat whoever, beat the next Jehovah's Witness who tries to talk to you. (laughs) Beat their ass with a telescopic baton. (laughs) Oh my god, right, you have that thing. (laughs) I do, I do have it. It's because of her. Oh my god, no it's not. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. What? You're gonna get arrested, Aaron, you better I'm not gonna use it. What? I'm not gonna use it. It just makes me feel safe. That's all it is. It's like it's just like a little placebo in my bag. Okay. You know, most people like take pills, and I keep a telescopic baton in my purse. (laughs) Oh my god. It's a little sugar pill, but like in the form of a telescopic baton. (laughs) It's a sugar pill. Uh, all right, so yeah, I will. I'm taking my business now to Michaels and Joanne's Fabrics. Uh, fuck Hobby Lobby. R.I.P. AC Moore. Retweet. Drop an F in chat for AC Moore. <laughs> Literally slamming my finger against the F key. Thank you. Pay respects. Pay respects. <laughs> all right, last one. What's yours, Aaron? Here we go. Um, mine is my third topic is. Uh, and this is a two-word thing, but I'm going to use okay. three words to describe it. Infant with powers. Oh, infant with powers. Baby Yoda? Yes. Oh, my God. I have fully regressed back into my uh, Baby Yoda bullshit. I've watched these videos and cried. Um, Baby Yoda compilations where he makes that ooh-ah sound like baby sounds I like he he makes these baby sounds and I love it and I cry <laughs> him him in that spaceship with that man in the white uh suit okay so obviously you can tell that I don't watch Star Wars I'm like, <laughs> I like fuck about Star Wars but <laughs> the, one, the one where he's in that spaceship turning the music on and off <laughs> and the man is like stop it and baby Yoda makes that noise <laughs> It's a meme. He like in the original clip, he's just pressing buttons. Like he presses a bunch of buttons, and he he goes, "Stop touching things." Oh wow, he's not actually turning music on in the spaceship. <laughs> no, he just keeps touching things, and it makes like these little sounds because they're like it's a it's a spaceship. <clears throat> but doesn't he make a little noise? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it it rattles the um the ship after he like presses it again, but it there's no music playing in no, the but original. It doesn't. 
Doesn't the stormtrooper pick Baby Yoda up and Baby Yoda makes a noise? Yes, 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 yes. Little noise. He like he like <laughs> goes to turn off noise. the thing and then he picks up the baby and he goes wee. <laughs> You know, there was this, um, there was this article written by this person who I, I don't remember anymore, but, like, they were talking about Baby Yoda, and they were like, looking at him brings me physical pain, and I was like, yeah, I feel seen. Like, I don't know why, but, like, looking at this baby, I, n- I have zero desire to have a child of my own. Like, maybe adopt, but, like, I really don't have any desire to, like, get pregnant and give birth from my own womb. Right. But I, I would fuck Whatever would give me Stop. a baby Yoda. Stop, Aaron. <laughs> My loins are ripe for a baby Yoda. Aaron, stop. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I want. I love him so much. I mean, just. Um, I think the most jarring thing I heard last year or this year in the past year is that <clears throat> Yoda isn't actually Yoda's name no Yoda is Yoda's name yes 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 but the baby but, is just called the child in in the show he's not actually right, like related to Yoda as far as we know right. but that it literally took me so long to wrap my head around I was like what do you mean he's not related to Yoda what do you mean his name because is you hated Yoda? him until you realized that that was not actually Yoda Wait, what? You didn't like him because you thought that was Yoda, but then you realized that it wasn't Yoda, and then you right. were like, I'm opening my heart to him. Right, because I don't like Yoda. I don't I don't like him. You, who has not seen a single Star War. I just, I think he's irritating, and I don't like the way that he speaks or looks. So, I mean, I just feel a lot of resentment towards him. And so then when I saw Baby Yoda, I was like, ugh bringing him back but like i guess i'm just gonna shrink him down and make him look cute so people love him and then i realized that it wasn't the yoda that everyone knows and loves it was a different yoda and instead yoda is not just a singular being but instead there is a whole species of these yodas which the species is unnamed correct yes yes remains unnamed like what the fuck does that mean what do you mean the species doesn't have a name because we don't know we just don't know there's uh, there's obviously more than one of them, so why aren't why isn't it named? Because it, I, that's the whole thing is that like they are obviously an extinct species. Um, when you so come into the story, so why is there two? Huh? Why are there two of them? Um, so there's like a lot. There's a gap in t- in the um in in the time that they drop you into where the Mandalorian starts. So. When the Mandalorian starts, like you have, uh, you have an understanding of like some of the history, but you know that there's like severe gaps in what is happening and how this fits into the rest of the lore. I mean, it's like uh, these are happening on planets within galaxies. You know, like there's not a singular trace of every single thing that's happening. Um, there's no like linear linear history being made of like every single planet on every sing in every single galaxy. So like, uh, the thing is like there's this understanding that like we can't know everything. You know what I mean? Uh huh. I I Star Wars just confuses the shit out of me, and I think I'm literally just too stupid to wrap my head around it. So I'm just going to sit here and say, yes, I understand it all. And Baby Yoda 
is great and too bad that he is extinct. <laughs> I mean, that's not okay. Wait, don't don't twist my fucking words here. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> don't try. Like, it's just I. Yes, he exists within the context of the show, but like his whole thing is that, and like my whole thing with loving him is just that, like I think that he is just really cute, and somehow, He's... in an unexplainable way, he has touched the hearts of millions. Um, he is it, literally especially so cute. known and... uh, unhinged director Werner Herzog, <laughs> and. Is that the guy who cried when he saw him for the first time? Yes. Isn't that... He killed a man, right? And then he still cried when he saw this baby Yoda? I No, he pointed a gun at um at one of the actors that he was directing. Oh, okay. So it, no one died, but like... No he, one died, but he did point a gun at his head. And, and he's then he saw baby Yoda and cried. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about Star <laughs> Wars either. He just walked into the set and was like crying, looking at this baby... He also I mean, would apparently, would like, talk to the baby between takes. He would talk to it? Yeah, he would, like, talk to the puppet. Would it say anything back? No, because it's a puppet, Liz. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I know you don't know anything about Star Wars, but please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Baby Yoda will is really going to be this kind of, like, cultural phenomenon that's going to like resonate with a ton of people because it's like he literally just showed up one day looking fucking cute as anything mm-hmm. and literally a bazillion people fell in love with him he became so many memes yes. he has his own build-a-bear did you know that no i didn't know that we went to build bear the other day and there were signs advertising baby yoda who was coming soon build your own baby yoda at build-a-bear <laughs> I, I really want Baby Yoda merch. I want Baby Yoda merch so badly. I want him to be in my life, like, in a, some kind of physical form. If he's not going to be alive, I want him in every way that I can replace an actual yeah. living Baby Yoda. People have been, like, crocheting little Baby Yodas. Yep. Um, I've seen a ton of, like, not Baby Yoda embroideries, but, like, a Baby Yoda art. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely a lot so. of content out there that I could be supporting, but I uh, don't have money. Um, but, I mean, Word. here's the other thing, is that, like, in the story, I was, like, under the impression that the Mandalorian, like, would slowly grow to love Baby Yoda. But, no, it's an immediate thing that happens out of nowhere and is not explained. They're just like, he loves him now. That's his son. That's his boy. And I Do was you- like... Yeah, that's what happened to the rest of us, but, like, I didn't expect that to be the story. That was, that's literally the story, is that, like, he, like, literally looks at this baby and goes, that's my son. That's my boy. Oh, my God. Don't Did you, fuck you watch with my kid. Show? I watched half the, half of the season. I, I don't have Disney+, Plus, so I have to illegally, uh, <laughs> I have to torrent all the episodes, uh, and it's really, like, a fucking hack job, because I haven't had to torrent something since, like, fucking 2005, so I'm really rusty as shit. Mm. Need a VPN. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to point out was that um, my New Year's, uh, first of all, I was high as shit. I had, like, literally five weed bra- uh, weed cookies, and oh I had apparently gone up to this lovely couple who had an actual real baby, 
And I would not stop saying, Werner Herzog. Oh my god. Because I read that article about Werner Herzog um, crying when he saw Baby Yoda. And somehow, in that, my mind, they would understand if I just yelled at them his name. You didn't say anything but <laughs> that man's name, is what you're telling me. I did not articulate a single fucking thought that was actually helpful in any way that would lead them to understand what I was trying to communicate with them. You stress me out, Aaron. I was high. I know. It's and so funny. Very, very wasted. But I mean, like, the, like, I was just so in love with Baby Yoda, and it was just like a, this blinding force, and then I kind of backed off from it for a little while, and then I was like, maybe I should go through my Baby Yoda folder all over again, like, just to see him... I kind of miss him and then I went through it and it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks I'm back in it my god Um, my love will never die that's so funny well I'm glad to hear that you're back in it thank you it's we love baby Yoda we stand him for the rest of my life he's gonna be a baby for so long I can't wait right because it takes him forever to grow up right because yeah yeah he's like 50 years old I love it I literally love it Love it. Makes no fucking me. sense to me, but he's so cute. Can't wait. Um. So yeah, that's the last thing that I'm feral for this week. What is your last? What's your last vibe check thing, Liz? Send us my, off with a bang. Sure. So my last thing that I'm feral about the taboo words are film criticism on an online video streaming website. Online video streaming website? Yeah. Film criticism. It's... (laughs) Is it Screen Rant? I don't understand. No. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you because I... Sick of this shit. This one is really a stretch. So it's movie commentary YouTube. Where people sit on YouTube... And talk about movies. Are these... Okay, wait. Um, so you said these are reviews, right? Like, these are not... Well, so the ones that I've been really into as of the past couple of days are ones where they'll watch really bad movies <laughs> and, and talk about them. Really bad or, like, really bizarre movies and talk about them. And, like, kind of make it... Who are these channels? Okay, so the one channel that I was really into is this guy called Elvis the Alien. Um, And he's the one who watches the shitty horror movies. Um, So he's watching, like, the Slenderman movie, The Nun. He watched this movie called The Countdown. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're all just, like, C-grade, really poorly produced horror movies and he'll force himself to watch it like two or three times he'll write a script and then what i really like about these channels is that i don't have to watch the movie to know what he's talking about so he'll go i watched this movie it was really shitty let's get into it and we'll essentially like watch the movie with you and we'll Mm -hmm. like talk through the plot and, like, talk through what he thought was, like, super shitty about it, and will, like, make jokes about it. 
and like we'll pull clips from the movie and like I don't know why but that format is like so fun to digest for me and like something that I've been really into lately um and it's also just like so fucking funny like (laughs) the way he just like talks about these shitty horror movies is just like so funny and these are long form videos yeah so they're like 20 to 30 minute videos wow holy shit but i mean he's probably also like save like like you said you don't have to watch these movies saving you a lot of time by like just skipping to the parts that have like good bit material (laughs) right exactly Exactly. Wow, I love um, that. So, yeah, so I haven't watched... I watched the, his Slenderman video and the Nun video, like, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being, like, super funny. But recently he came back into my recommended um, feed on YouTube. And I watched him watch this movie called The Countdown, which is about this app that all these people download called oh. Countdown. Yeah, it's, like, it was an actual movie, I think, that was, like, out in movie theaters. Yes, I remember this movie. I remember the promos for it. Um, But, yeah, so essentially you download this app and it'll, like, tell you when you're going to die. Yeah. And, it, like, all these people get these apps. And the girl who plays Beck in You, Elizabeth Lale, is in it. And she gets the app and it tells her she's going to die in, like, two days. So she's, like, oh, guess I should figure out how to, like, live. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, he watches this movie, and he's, like, the plot holes are literally gaping. (laughs) (laughs) And just, like, points out, like, how shitty all these movies are. And I don't know. It's just, like, they're so fun to watch. These videos are so fun to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can only imagine. I mean, like, I, I don't think I watch a lot of that. Like, if I were to go specific to that level, like, I don't think I've watched a lot of that. But I know that, like, a lot of content creators out there will watch these shitty movies and, like, give their commentary on it. And I love that because it's just so fun. And I don't have to watch it. And, yeah, like, there's a lot of bad content out there. And, like, it... It's just fun to see and go through and, like, rip these things to shreds and be like, this is terrible, awful uh, art that is being made. Um really love to Absolutely. see it. <laughs> so he's my, he's my favorite one who does shitty horror movies. Yeah. And then this evening, like probably an hour before we started this podcast, I started <laughs> watching this other girl named Allie Hills, who's mm-hmm. this gay woman on YouTube who makes music. She does a lot of like making vegan RB sandwiches and like making TikTok cocktails and like I think I've seen the typical person. Yeah, the, like, typical, like, YouTube personality, mm-hmm. very specific editing style, like, yeah, you would know, you would, like, just feel the, like, YouTube vibes from her if you watched her. Yeah, I understand that. But she, her video that came up was she had gotten a subscription to this streaming service called Pure Flix. Which is like Netflix, except for Catholics. Oh no. Or no, Christian. Sorry. Jeez. And it's like it's oh it's a Christian Netflix mm-hmm. and it's like Christian movies only. Oh Jesus. Oh no. So she 
watched this one movie about this guy who was Amish and apparently when you're Amish you're at the age of 18 you're given this thing where you're like allowed to leave the like yeah. Amish village I, I don't know the name of it but she kept saying it a hundred times and I it was literally not processing in my mind <laughs> um, and you're like allowed to leave the town and like live in the real world and if you want to come back you can come back but you can also like leave for good yeah and yeah, like yeah. leave everyone and everything you know behind so this guy leaves for good and like moves to Hollywood to become like a movie star and a bunch of shit happens and it's just like a really really shitty movie um it's like really racist, really problematic. Ah. And like what ended up happening was that the lead actor wrote and starred in the movie and also produced the movie and <clears throat> pitched it to Pure Flix and was mm -hmm. like, I want to make this movie. And Pure Flix, Pure Flix was like, absolutely not. This is not pure enough to put on our streaming platform. Mm -hmm. And, the dude was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Started to make this movie with absolutely no budget. And, like, you can tell that it had absolutely no budget. Like, it literally looks like shit. <laughs> and the guy is such a bad actor. And then <clears throat> Pure Flix came back to him and was like, actually, you're not allowed to star in anything that we're not producing. So we're now going to produce this movie. So in the How end, How the fuck Pure does Flix that work? I, I, it, I have no idea. I have literally no idea. I guess in his contract? I don't know. I can't believe he conned and, them. What? I can't believe he conned them. He literally conned this them. This is literally the get, producers. Yeah, to get them to produce his movie. So they ended up producing this movie. It is literally the shittiest movie in the world. <laughs> and, like, it, she's so funny because she's, like, there's a scene in the movie where this the protagonist is like in an elevator the elevator's broken gets stuck of and course. like he can't wait for the repairman to get out so he rips the elevator doors open gets out and leaves a note on the elevator that says i am broken please do not use me danger and walks away <clears throat> and then he walks down the hallway a lesbian couple walks past him Mm -hmm. And then some dude behind him walks past the lesbian couple, looks at this couple, and rips the danger sign off the elevator door so that they get in the elevator and die. So it's like... What the fuck? It's like homophobic, like to a T, homophobic. And like it's so funny watching her, who's this like lesbian, watching this christian movie being like mm, the homophobia is like <laughs> the flavor the absolute the fucking bigoted flavor of it all dead ass so <clears throat> i i was watching hers purely for the pure flicks content because i was <laughs> like there's no way that something like this exists I, but it's mind-blowing but also Christians will spend a lot of money on stupid shit. Look at the Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby! Like, all I gotta say. Bro, that shit has me fucked up! I, like, can't get over Hobby Lobby. I can't believe that I had to learn that through a meme on Twitter.com. Um, yeah, man, it's fucked up. It's 
It's fucking wild. I hate this shit. I hate it here. <laughs> Mom, can you come get me? I hate it here. <laughs> Mom, Mom, can you, you call me and tell me that I have to come home right now? Thanks. <laughs> me. <laughs> all of us at some uh, point. Let's be real. What? I said all of us at some point. Let's be real. A dead ass. Yeah, me. So that was uh, my last thing. Oh my god, Liz, we are out of vibe check hell. <laughs> vibe check is fucking over. We vibe made check it, everyone. really fucking checked my vibes and absolutely destroyed my whole body, <laughs> self, mind, spirit, my self worth, my ego, my id, my super ego. But the question is, did we pass the vibe check? We came to the house of vibes and uh, we. <laughs> I think we passed. I also think we passed. I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, good good job, Liz. Really great shit. Good job, Aaron. Good, good hustle for, out there. Thanks for coming to the vibe house with me. <laughs> thanks for thanks for vibing with thanks me. Thanks for just like vibing with me, like keeping the vibes real. We're just like straight vibing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Oh my god. Um, so next week, uh, what are we gonna be talking about, Aaron? We're very excited. We are so excited uh, to be bringing on another guest. My um, yeah, my good friend Emily from high school. Yes, and also college. We're still friends now. We're not just friends from high school, but like, <laughs> she was- y'all are friends. And she's great. We're going to be bringing her on to talk about a game that we are all so fucking excited for. Um, I'm literally shaking in my boots. It's it, it's insane how much anticipation is just purely seeping through every aspect of my life. Um, I, like, I'm starting to just hear people's voices and, like, the Peanuts adult voices that they talk in where like nothing makes fucking any sense but instead of in the penis voice it's in those little squeaky animal sounds because we are going to be talking about animal crossing (laughs) that's a great expression thank you i practice it literally daily (laughs) what do you mean i don't know sometimes i just like sit around and go It's so good. I this game is has us all very excited. So we're gonna be like dead ass just deep diving into this uh, specific topic of Animal Crossing with Emily next week. Um, it's gonna be so great, and we're gonna be uh, talking about this in anticipation of the game coming out March twentieth. Yep, comes out March twentieth. Okay. Yep. So we're gonna do um, this episode next week. We're gonna be talking about. You know, how we got introduced to Animal Crossing. We're going to be talking about some Animal Crossing faves, some yes. am- Animal Crossing least favorites, some most hated characters, which I have a couple. So I hope everyone's excited to hear about me being <laughs> mad about these Animal Crossing characters. Um, and kind of our expectations and hopes and dreams for this new game that we are so excited about. Absolutely. Liz, did you see that, um, that meme? that was circulating around Twitter for a little while. That was like the Tom Nook giving an announcement uh, from the last Nintendo direct. And they were like, for the next 24 hours, all crime is legal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have seen that. <laughs> um, 
I I saw that tweet and then Deirdre had sent that tweet to me and was like, Liz definitely has a list of Animal Crossing characters that she would absolutely kill if given the chance. I was literally just gonna say, on my way to <laughs> Pietro's Don't spoil house. It. To Don't home. spoil it. All right, never mind. <laughs> on my way to Redacted's house to kill him. <laughs> Okay, deadass me and New Leaf, though, literally every day of my life. <laughs> There's so much. I can't wait to talk about this. I If we get into it now, like, I'm going to have no content for next week. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so but uh, yeah, yeah tune in next week. Tune in for Emily. I can't wait. I'm literally for so excited. Feral for Animal Crossing. Emily is going to be so excited. Put it in her calendar literally three weeks ago. She is rare, ready to go. I, I'm revved up. I am... Fired up. I <laughs> my wheels are oiled. I don't know how a car works. I don't have a license. <laughs> the wheels can't be oiled. You're fucking slide off the road, Aaron. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hydroplaning all through New Jersey. <laughs> I have a permit. It's okay. Oh my god. Okay, we have to. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Have a good night. (laughs) Bye.